What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow. Today, you are in for a treat, 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 treat. What's up, what's up? I'm kidding, guys. I This is quarantine's getting to me, but it's like the most ridiculous parts of me are coming out. So prepare. Just kidding. Um, on a serious note, today we have Bryn Champ on. She's a co-founder and executive director of Destiny Encounters International. She's also the creator and author of Diary of a Preacher's Wife. It's a blog, which is bomb.com. I think she's had it since 2012. Designed to tell her story and inspire others in their own life's journey with Christ. She has three kids. She's married to Charlie Champ. And they live in Moravian Falls. They are amazing. Guys, this podcast is so powerful. I learned so much. I even low-key told her in the podcast. I was like, I totally got corrected. And I know that's not what you were trying to do. But, like, I came in thinking one way and I left thinking another in an area. So, this is really going to impact all you mamas, all you singles, all you women, all you men out there. This is so powerful on a message of peace and producing from a place of peace during this season. So I hope you're encouraged as much as I was. I hope you enjoy it. If you find value, subscribe, rate, leave a written review, share this with your friends, and please send this to all of your friends that you think would be encouraged when you're done listening because I really, really, really am in awe of this message from Bryn. You can go follow her. Without further ado, let's dive on in to Set Apart with Bryn Sham. Okay, y'all, I'm with my girl. What's up, Bryn Champ? Hey. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> oh, I'm Jamie. It's um, so good to be here with you. Thank you for being here. I am super pumped. I, full disclosure, guys, um, Bryn and I were just talking about this. Never met in person. Right. Um, I met her husband, Charlie, like a year and a half ago. Yes. And then started following her, and I was just telling her, she's one of those people that I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't even met her in person yet, but it feels like it. Yeah, it does. It definitely feels like we've known each other for years, and it might be because I've known who you were for years. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> because you have amazing art, so let's talk Thank about that. Thank you. Stop one. it. I'll pay you later Incredible. for that. Yeah, plug in for your art. <laughs> Thank you. That's what this podcast is about, so if you'll please go to, I'm just kidding. Jamie. Um, <laughs> Jamie, breakthroughartistry.com. Um, okay, so you were the co-founder of Destiny Encounter. Encounters. Yes. yes, my husband and I formed a ministry. It's a parachurch ministry. Uh, probably over 12 years ago. Wow. 12 years ago. It's called Destiny Encounters. Um, you can go to destinyencounters.com to find out more about us. Um, we travel nationally, internationally. And we do a lot of um, crusades overseas. So we see um, lots of people saved. We see miracles, signs, wonders. And it's really been um, a life lifetime of work together, partnering. We've been married 15 years. Wow. Yeah. And we have three children. And it's been an incredible journey in ministry together. So that's a little bit about um, Destiny Encounters. You know something, I, I have so many thoughts going through my mind right now. I'm like, you do all of these and you have kids and I know your kids, like you're, you're a family unit. I've heard right. some comments about how your whole family's in on it. It's not just like right. parents going on crusades. It's like our whole family's a part of this. Um, and then 
part of me was, I'll, I'll get to the other part if, if it goes that way. But what okay. is that like as a, um, what is that like doing crusades as a family? Because so many people, which I love the way y'all do life. It inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Foyts, Sean Foyt and his wife, I feel like have a similar view and Robbie Dawkins have a similar view of a family unit traveling together with the gospel, um, going ahead of them, surrounding them, following them. Right. But what is, a lot of people would say, oh, when I have kids, mm-hmm. I can't do this, or I wish I could do that, but I have kids. But I feel like y'all have done a good job not doing that or being that way. So what is that? How is that different for you? What's your vision as parents for the family well, unit? For me, for me as the wife and mother, I think I had to extend some grace upon myself because you have to be, and for your listening audience, um, you have to be flexible and you have to, what you thought you were going to do or what you thought ministry looked like, it may not actually unfold and unravel like that. So you may have a plan going, you know, I'm going to have kids at this time, or I'm going to do this, and then we're going to transition, and this is how we're going to make it work. It doesn't always um, look like that, and it's definitely not glamorous at all. And so, like like I said, we've been married 15 years. My oldest is 13. So I've, like, pretty much been a mother the entirety of our marriage, and then the last 10 years have been in um, full-time ministry. So sometimes what that looked like for me was continuing working a full-time job when we launched the ministry and then my son being with my husband, or we all traveled together in a season where like we spent um, over six months living in England in a span of, of two years. And we traveled, mm-hmm. that was after I had my second child. So we traveled all through the UK and um, Scotland and Ireland. And we literally lived to get, you know, lived together, obviously as a family, but we ministered um, all over England all together. And so that was, that had a different look and different feel to that. I was homeschooling and my youngest, she was three. Um, and I think my son was in fourth grade, maybe. So that was like a, that had like a different feel to it. So it's like, Oh, we're all together. We're traveling. We're, we're going to the meetings. Um, as the one that wasn't the primary speaker though, I was still doing, you know, caring for the children. So if you're a woman and you're in ministry and you're, you're wanting to have children or what is the family dynamic? I think there's a lot of teamwork that is involved because, um, Oh, this is a great story, but when we were in Ireland, we were at like the, the church was like an old, I mean, it was stone. Like it was so beautiful and Charlie's ministering. And then I find myself, cause I think the kids were three and eight, something like that. I find myself in the back, like playing duck, duck, goose with all the children in the church because there's no separate, like there's no separate building. So yeah. like the glory of the Lord is falling at the altar. Right. And like people are getting saved, miracles, blind eyes open, all of this stuff, which normally happens in the meeting. And I'm just like in the back trying not to get grumpy about it. And so if you haven't been in that situation, it's hilarious because I'm sitting back there and the kids decide to do like this glory train and there must've been like 15 kids just like doing the, like the little dance or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just not in a good mood because like I'm watching kids. I'm in the back. I can see like everybody's like into this, the service. And then this couple came back and they were like, Oh, can you pray for, um, my husband's dad, like he has to leave, he has cancer and he can't get up and he doesn't want to interrupt the altar ministry or what. 
whatever was going on with Charlie. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like, was I in the mood? Did I feel the glory? Did I feel the anointing? Did I feel the faith, you know, to heal Mm -hmm. sick? No, I didn't. But you know what? I got up and I was like, okay, sure. Like, let me go up. And so this old man, his name was Maddie. He was sitting there and he was like, um, they were like saying, oh, this is, you know, the, the preacher's wife and, and she's going to pray for you. And I was like, I'm the preacher's wife. Like, I just didn't know what to do. Right. And he was like, Oh, well, congratulations, you know, and then I laid my hands on him. I prayed for him, rebuked the spirit of death off of him, you know, rebuke cancer from his body. And then after we, you know, we stayed a couple more months in England, I get home and I get the testimony that the, the lumps in his lungs had dissolved and he was cancer free. All that to say, I like to share that story because it's not like, oh, wow, Brand, that's so awesome. It's like, it doesn't really matter what your situation is, your circumstance, Mm -hmm. what role you're playing, because I'm often behind the scenes. I'm often the wife and mother, even in the ministry events. Yeah. That the, when you know who you are in Christ and you have the, um, the Christ nature on the inside of you, it can flow out of you no matter what, because we don't give up. We don't go by what we feel, right? Yeah. We go by the source, the word of God. And so you can command sickness and disease off of anybody's body, especially yourself, right? And so I like sharing that because it's like, you know, was I feeling the glory? Was I feeling the faith to, you know, for anything? And I know a lot of people were praying for that man, but that's my, you know, my view from it is that like, it family ministry is like you it's out of your lifestyle it's not just like we do this and compartmentalize and we go here and this is when we minister and this is when charlie's a prophet and this is it's not like that it's your it's your whole it's your whole life it's when you're washing the dishes and you're praying in tongues or you're taking a shower because that's the only time you're alone as a mother you know what i mean you're like getting downloads from the lord at that time so Hopefully that answered. I love that. No, that's amazing. I love when, when people come on here and have just authentic, real, like you're the girl next door. You're not, but you like, it feels like, Oh, I could, I could like grab coffee with you. Like what you're sharing with me is making you as real as I am like relatable. And I, important. Like I, we were talking a little bit about like, um, the fivefold gifts, like a few minutes ago before we got on and we're talking, you know, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, um, we're talk apostle. We're talking about that. And I'm like, for me, for the longest, the last couple years, anyways, the, the best title I can have is friend. And that's what I'm realizing. Like for women, you're known as like wife, mom, sister, friend. And so I hope that in this podcast, when people are listening, they're going to hear a friend, they're going to hear a voice that's, that has the heart of the father, but the heart of the mother. That's like, this is me as a friend saying that there's more that, you know, your, your podcast is called set apart. And I know we want to talk about what that means. And I feel like you don't have to get into the zone where you feel like you're so different, but you actually are because when you get saved and you get born again, you get translated, translocated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So you have access to that realm. You have access to everything that's in Christ because Christ is in you and the kingdom's in you. So like, what would I say, you know, to a friend, like that you're set apart, meaning 
you have access to Christ's nature to live in divine health, to live stress-free, to live in perfect peace and, you know, take authority and dominion over, you know, where you're quarantined right now and command the peace that passes all understanding. And I think if we were sitting down having coffee, that's what I would say to you. Yeah. I love that. I I love that so much. I think I think that's the, I just read a post today from somebody who was like, how men would go to the mountains to be with God, but Mm -hmm. God came and met women where they were. Oh, come on, girl. The kitchen, you know, like he comes to us while men go to him. Essentially, it was like a really powerful post. And I was like, that is so romantic and and beautiful. Yeah. And there are times I'm sure, like there's been times in my single life where like I went away for 40 days. I turned off my phone, my internet was in another state. You know what I mean? Like I knew yeah. I could do that then. And he really does meet us where we are. And right. that is, that is living a life set apart. And I love, I love that. I mean, it's literally for everybody and it's unintimidating when you realize who you are and that your story, sharing mm-hmm. your story is valuable and right. being obedient to those moments or just being easily accessible to somebody who does come up to you and says, Hey, my father has cancer. Would you yeah. pray? And you're yeah. like, of course I'll pray. Like, what are you going to be like now? <laughs> right. Or you don't ever you know, in the moment you can go, oh, let me go get the man of God. Or you yes. can say, guess what? The same Holy Spirit that lives in me lives in you. And I'm coming, entering into the prayer of agreement, the yeah. prayer of faith, the God kind of faith the, to command, you know, healing, command divine health. And we can all partner with that because it's, it's healing is the children's bread and it's for every believer. That's so so it's really beautiful. I love the stories when people pray for somebody and the person receives healing, but it was like the moment they weren't like burning with belief that this is the moment, you know, it was like, of course I'll pray for you, but it wasn't like a feeling of, you know, and and to me, I think that I'm like, God, you make no sense, but I love it. You know what I mean? It's like, it does, but it doesn't. It's just that obedience and that love. Yeah. And oftentimes, like if you talk with Charlie about miracles and, and he obviously travels a little bit more because I was going to share with, so we traveled as a family for a while, but then, um, and <laughs> around 2018, I found out I was pregnant with our third. So I took a break from traveling during my pregnancy and also, you know, after having the baby for the first year or continuing on, because now we're into 2020 and nobody's traveling, but, yeah. um, yeah, like understanding your season and the grace for it and just being flexible really because you could say this is what I this is like a total adjustment and a shift and I'm used to doing it one way, but just realizing God is in the everyday moments and mm-hmm. like you said, God there's an always an invitation. There is always an invitation to meet him and you don't have to go up to the mountain, you can go into the mountain. Amen. So that, you know, we can go into the mountain of Lord without ever having to like be like sort of dualistic in nature going, here's my spirit man. And here's my natural man. And so I have to go do my time alone with the Lord and I have to fast for 40 days and I have to, you could do that. But you know, when you're talking to a mother that's like with her children all the time, like I like to accept the invitation of constant communion with the father. And so that when I'm cleaning the house or with my kids that he can speak to me and I can be in his presence at, at that time, even if it doesn't feel like his presence. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so real. Yeah, for real. So during this time Mm -hmm. where we're all quarantined. Yeah. Um, what, 
how is your family adjusting to being quarantined? What's this like for you guys? Because I don't know if, um, are you used to traveling more? Like what is, what does this season just look like for you? Well, for me, um, I'm an introvert anyways. Uh-huh. So like, this is, oh, this sounds weird, but it's like normal. I mean, it's amplified for sure because yeah. a lot of people are affected, affected negatively. And my husband is used to traveling five, five days out of the week. Cause he would, you know, leave on a Thursday, come back on a Monday, sometimes, sometimes shorter to minister. Um, and then if it's an international trip, of course, that's like 10 days. So I'm definitely used to being on my own and being, um, alone for a lot of the time. So that hasn't been an adjustment. Uh, but the quarantine has been good because my husband's home. So I'm like, he, I don't know how he, he's fine you have to cancel events, you have to postpone, like he can't go to uh, Thailand or Sri Lanka or the places he was scheduled to go. And you just go like, God knows where we're supposed to be. And um, so for us, we're handling the quarantine pretty well. And the kids have the backyard and they play outside and stuff like that. So I feel like kids are experiencing our childhood life, like when we had outside. Yeah, I know. I like banned the screens from certain children and they're like, that's the worst thing. We're on quarantine and we have no, I'm like, well, you can go outside and you'll be fine. Like I, I bet within the next week you will have made up like 20 games in the backyard that you got Mm -hmm. lost in with your imagination. Like we did when we were little. Yeah. They're doing a great job. I mean, you miss the social interaction, but you know, you have the FaceTime and stuff like that. The FaceTime. It's not like an old lady. We have the FaceTime and the Skype. No, we, we don't the do that. Instagram. The yeah. gram. No, that's not. Never mind. I'm not even gonna get into that. I. It's okay. You know, I'm like the. I am. I'm. I'm careful what I speak over media because I'm like, no, I am. I do get it. I do. I promise. I'm learning my mind. Yeah. Lord help me. Mind of Christ. We. Um, <laughs> just like, yesterday I was trying to figure out how to do something. I was. I was on a zoom call with uh, two of my friends and we're all in our thirties and we were laughing at trying to figure out how to get somebody off of the drive safe mode. And we were all sitting in our living rooms talking and we were yeah. just, I mean, it was truly like, Oh, was, on your phone drive safe. Yes. She was just sitting oh. in the living room, somehow put it on the drive safety okay. drive or something. So like yeah. you couldn't hear her and I don't think she could hear us. <laughs> I know that's the beauty of technology. We're always it's great. Learn. Um, okay, so right now, yeah. do you, what do you feel like you're hearing from the Lord or that God's saying? I know this is three different ways to ask this question. That's or okay. what do you, like, okay. how do you want to encourage people in quarantine? Like, what do you feel like the Lord is saying and doing? Well, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about supernatural peace, uh, <laughs> peace for the pandemic, as I titled it. Okay. I know, right? I'm, I'm so prepared. <laughs> but no, like, seriously, when I went into 2020, like I name every year. I don't know if you do that. Um, some people do it like prophetic words. I do it for myself. And so like, I like backstory, I named, um, 2018 fruitful and fruit that would remain. And that was the year I found out I was pregnant. So I got a little, I I know be careful because there's power in your words. And so 2019, I skipped that year. I was like, forget it. I'm not even going to name you. I'm so angry. For real, real talk to the moms out there because it had been seven years since I had a baby and I was like, Lord, what are you trying to do? So then I went into 2020 and I said, all right, 
Lord, well, you know, what are you saying? So anyways, he gave me the name Shiloh. And so for me personally, it means his gift. So 2020 is a gift from the Lord for me. And so I'm going to keep that word and I'm going to hang on to that. And Shiloh can also mean peace. So I didn't know about what was going to happen. I wasn't prophesying into the pandemic. Like um, some people did know about it. But um, anyways, I named the year for myself Shiloh. And so when I'm coming up to things that are an obstacle or things that could cause worry or anxiety, I remember what the Lord said to me. And so yeah. it's his gift. And so I can look at it from that perspective of like the throughout whatever happens this year, it's going to be a gift from the Lord and I'm going to receive and I'm going to rest in peace. But he did tell me to produce in peace. So I've taken two years, like since I had the baby, found out I was pregnant, had the baby. So 2018 and 2019, I really haven't done anything um, as far as like producing out of myself, like for my call. So I have in my mothering role, my wife role and, and all that type of my behind the scenes role. But um, he said, now is the time to produce. And so I write on a blog, Diary of a Preacher's Wife. And I've been doing more teachings like on Facebook and stuff like that. And so for me, that is um, what the Lord has been speaking to me about producing. Now, a lot of people have been hustling. And so the last couple of years, they've been striving and hustling and putting themselves out there and whatever their, their path, career path was. And so for them, now is the time to enter into rest. And so that your production or whatever you create or whatever you produce, it comes from that place of peace and from that place of rest instead of like, kind of like a striving yeah. because there's always going to be a grace on it when you follow, follow peace. Does that make sense? I love that. And I would love to break down the hustle and mm -hmm. striving part a little bit more if you'd speak into that, because something I'm noticing, I've been First of all, I, lo I love what you're sharing. I love that you had this word and you're seeing it as a gift and that you are producing in peace because I think oftentimes there is the hustle and it's an American mentality of hustle to earn your wages or hustle to be like successful. Grit or what? like a, your side hustle or your grit or there's yeah. a lot of like even messages on having grit and having that tenacity and having that. And I think you do need a certain drive and discipline if you're going to produce something that's long-term and long-lasting. Yeah. But in my life, I've made it um, priority ever since, well, even starting the ministry over 10 years ago is to always follow peace because what does that look like? That's an inner peace. That's an inner working of the Holy Spirit or, or what have you, that he leads you and guides you into all truth. And so when you have open doors or closed doors, it's not like if the door is closed, I'm going to bust it down. There's a time for that. If there's peace on it, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. And you only know peace unless you, you mean, if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so I know the hustle I'm not saying anything's bad with that. Like there's not anything negative about it, but if you find yourself um, surrounded in like anxiety because of it or worry, or you don't know how you're going to survive the, the pandemic and the crisis and COVID-19 and you're filled with fear, then take, a, take this time to rest. Yeah. Because it's everybody, it's like an even, it's an even playing field. Everybody's quarantined. 
Yeah. Everybody's in their house. It's not like if you were in competition and in the wrong spirit and you were hustling, hustling, hustling to whatever you were doing. It's like, well, everybody's kind of like at a standstill. Yeah. And so it would, it would give the person that maybe has been living out of that, uh, like a little bit of grace to come back to the original purpose and, and realize that if there's favor on something and there's grace for it, God will open the door for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course that doesn't apply to everybody in business and stuff like that. So I'm kind of talking to Christians. Well, yeah, it true. But even, I mean, I was part of a network marketing company mm-hmm. and even the, and I always careful how I hardly have talked about it. I wanted to say something publicly about it. Yeah. Yeah. A a while ago. And I think it's been a year. Oh, it's been over. I want to say it's been over a year since I left now. Um, because the mentality for me didn't work for what I'm made for. I didn't like the hustle Mm -hmm. language. I didn't like, there was a lot I didn't like, and I know you can do a lot on your own terms, but I think for me, I learned so much by being in it that was good that I needed to learn. But for Mm -hmm. me, I didn't feel like that's where I needed to be putting my hands. And I think for most people, um, Mm -hmm. really the question we can ask if you're like, am I hustling or am I producing from peace? Because I think we are always called to produce from peace. Ask the Holy Spirit, um, Holy Spirit, will you show me? Yeah. Show me these things and he'll answer you. It's a simple question you guys can ask if you're wondering, is this me or is this not? Right. And you can like discern the spirit behind something and go like, okay, if I feel like this chaotic, like stress or something, then I just stop. And I'm like, all right, we're going to chill on that for a minute because we have like major things that we do within the ministry that costs lots of money. And so it's like, if I'm going to live out of faith and I'm going to do an overseas crusade and I'm going to work behind the scenes and help organize this, um, there, you could be doing the same event in like two different locations and there's peace on one and there's not on another, if that makes sense. And so if you're listening to the Holy spirit and you're cultivating a relationship with him, he's going to guide you and go like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is the place you're going to go to. Then, then there's going to be favor on that. And there's going to be financial prosperity. You're not going to go into debt doing something like this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like one um, crusade we did, I think it was Kenya and we've got all the sound equipment donated. Which is like, we're talking about thousands, like twenty to fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment donated just by simple obedience of saying like, where do we want to be at what time and following um, peace. But um, for for practical application for people that um, are listening, I do have a scripture I want to share, Jamie. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're seeing this a lot. Like I've shared it a lot and um, maybe if you're listening, you've seen this posted, but it's Isaiah 26 verse three. And it says um, in the amplified, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you and hopes confidently in you. So with that scripture, I wanted to talk about some things that God promises to do. If we do our part, he'll do his part. And so that was what I was um, saying when I was saying peace for the pandemic is that in Isaiah 26, 3, God promises that he will um, guard you and keep you. 
in perfect peace. And perfect peace is a place where there's no inner turmoil. So if you're listening and you have anxiety or fear, God's promise is to keep you in a place of perfect supernatural peace where you don't have that, where you're in inner rest. It's his promise to you. And the people he promises, like, you know, who, well, how do I access that? How do I get into perfect peace? In the scripture, it says, whose mind is fixed on him, who you have the action of staying focused on God. You're committed to God, you lean on God, and you hope confidently in God. And I love to like dig into the scripture a little bit because mm -hmm. I don't know, like I was reading that and I'm like, okay, so keep our mind, you know, right? Like our thinking, our thoughts, like how do we practically do that? Because I'm like a practical person. I love it when people break it down practically for people. Right, because we can quote the scripture all day long. He keeps us in purpose, peace, his mind is fixed on him. And then I'm going like, okay, all these thoughts are running into my mind about this or what. And it's like, take every thought captive under the, you know, obedience to the word of God. How do I renew my mind so that it can stay focused and fixed on God? So when we keep our mind um, fixed on God, um, your mind is part of your soul realm. So we're spirit, soul, and body. And your soul realm is made up of your mind, your will, and emotions. So your mind is not your brain. It's not the muscle. It's like um, the spiritual side of it. It's the soul realm. So the scripture, there. here's a few scriptures I'm going to throw at you. Romans 12, 2, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there's a transformation process when you renew your mind. You're transformed out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Your thought, your thought patterns and the way you actually think um, begin to change. Ephesians 4.23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So we know that there's a spirit associated in this realm of your mind. And then 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, we have been given the mind of Christ. So when you understand that your mind is part of the soul realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you got those scriptures that you can be transformed and that you can renew the spirit of your mind by how do we do that? We meditate on the word of God. So if someone's dealing with anxiety or depression or fear and they're listening to the podcast and they're saying, okay, love your scriptures. I'm going to look those up later. How do I renew my mind? Dig into the word of God and then speak out of your mouth because the power of life and death is in the tongue. That's what the Bible says. Those who love it eat its fruit. So if you're declaring the word of God over your mind, you're renewing your mind. You're not going to be thinking on negative things. And if you are, recognize those thoughts aren't from you. That's an attack from the enemy because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he would love to steal, kill, and destroy everybody's peace right now and get us into fear and anxiety and hustle mode to try to like stressfully produce something. And so God is saying when you renew your mind to my word and you meditate on my word, you think on it. Maybe you make three by five cards and you plaster them on your mirror or you do something so that you, you're listening to podcasts like this and you're thinking on things above. You're not thinking on natural circumstances. That will help you to focus on, um, focus your mind and help renew that spirit of your mind. Another thing that you can do is prayer. And it sounds simple. It sounds basic. But when I was digging into what prayer actually does to the mind and to the physical brain, it's so incredible, Jamie. So 
like we know everything has frequency and energy, right? So the average healthy body has a frequency of 62 to 72 megahertz. And so you can impact your frequency. It can go lower and then you get sick and you're prone to illness and disease, or you can boost it up and then get higher and stay and remain healthy. And everything that has um, a vibrational frequency can be measured and it can be changed. So when you think of your body having this frequency, your mind and your thoughts can affect your frequency. So what you focus on can increase and boost your immunity almost, you know what I mean? So when we pray, and now this is what a doctor said, Jamie, when we pray, we use the deeper parts of our brain, like the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for emotional control. We can shift from a place of stress and the brain releases oxytocin, which is also like the feel-good um, chemical that's released in childbirth. So if you didn't know that, yeah, it's a calming. So like in childbirth, you're in a very stressful situation and it's extremely painful, but your brain releases a chemical called oxytocin. You feel better. You feel good. That's the same chemical that's released when you're praying. So I encourage praying in the Holy Spirit and praying in English yeah. and praying the word of God, because as you release it, you're actually changing neural pathways and releasing that chemical into your brain, which is a muscle. So it affects your body, but also the mind your soul realm. So your spirit's regenerated and renewed, but you're constantly, you know, renewing that soul realm, your wife, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And that, um, that part of your brain is the, the part that controls your emotions. So when fear, anxiety, when stress comes in and you're in a state of stress, that's why, you know, we want to encourage people to pray because of the spiritual aspect, but also because of the physical aspect that it can actually change you from a hopeless situation to a hope-filled situation and give you the peace that you need to like live through this quarantine and live through the pandemic. And when you see reports, whether they're false or true on the news, whether conspiracy or they're fact, how do you maintain some sort of peace or stability in the midst of that? Get into the word of God by in renew your mind and then also pray because you're changing your mind in the spirit realm, but also you're changing like the physical makeup of your brain. So that is so fascinating. Yeah. I keep hitting mute because um, <laughs> really loud cars keep driving by. Oh, um, I didn't hear anything. Okay. Well, good. That's good. Because <laughs> um, what you hear is what everybody else is going to hear. Um, this is awesome. I, okay. I absolutely love how practical this is. And I love how you went into the brain and shared that. Yeah. I think I had it like, I had a dream years ago that the Lord told me like a helmet came out of the sky and he was like, your most powerful weapon on earth is prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me because wow. I put a helmet on my head mm -hmm. and I was like, that's interesting that there's a helmet on my head. Cause you know, Ephesians four, you're like, okay, how does that go with the helmet and right. the of God? But it makes sense to me because it affects my brain. It affects mm -hmm. what's going on. But the Lord delivered me from depression and I was deep in depression and I was listening to Dr. Caroline Leaf. Yes. I um, love her. Yeah, I did too. And she was talking about the science behind depression and what it really was. And everything I had ever been told about it was not true. It wasn't up-to-date information oh, wow. in, in medicine because it is not a chemical imbalance to be depressed. It's, mm -hmm. That's literally not, like anybody who says that is not up-to-date in renewing their own knowledge in medicine, she would say. Um, so all this, all this to say, what I love is I got delivered from depression by renewing my mind yes. and 
by reading the word of God. And now it's like that thing can't even, like if I'm a house and I have a front yard, it can't even get it in my front yard. At this point, it can't even come into my neighborhood because that is such a crucial thing for me to protect. And I love how practical what you just shared was because we have so much at our hands right now and whatever we're letting in is what we're letting out. And it's what, like we become what we behold. I'm a firm believer of that. So that's why I'm very limited on certain media that I do take in now. Mm-hmm. When President Trump was running, I had to stop. Like I was watching the news stations all the time. Like I was, I was like excited about what was happening, but it was really hard. It came, became so heavy that I, once I pulled away, it was like an instant relief. And I just watched a little bit leading up. Yeah. Because it was so heavy. And I use that as an example because when the word of God is coming in, it all of a sudden, I feel like this discernment comes in on what you should let in in the midst of that. It's like, oh, fear, that's not in the word. Like, that's not his inheritance for me. Right. So God, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. Your word says this, and it's like easier to impact. So I have a question for you. Yes. Or I hear this a lot, and I like to be real on my podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a parent, used to be a children's director. And I have to say, I heard, um, I've heard a lot of parents make excuses like, oh, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And there's a level where like, and I never want to be rude, but I also believe that we make time for what we value. So as a parent, for parents who are listening in, especially for parents who are like, my whole world's changed. I'm in quarantine with my kids 24 seven and I'm a teacher. Right. How do you recommend, what are the small things? I love you said, write a postcard, put it on or on a note card and put it on your mirror. What are practical, easy ways that they, like, if you could speak to the parent that would, that has constantly told themselves, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. Yeah, I think um, because a lot of times you actually don't have time and it's Mm -hmm. not so much of an excuse, but it's, it is priorities. Like, what are your priorities? What is, what is your focus on? And um, when you have children, like, I remember the last time we chatted, we did do one FaceTime, like almost a year ago, maybe it was the summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm in mom, like I'm in mom mode. I have mom brain. And you were like, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about, Bren. And I had like, gosh, I don't know how old the baby was like eight, nine months. She was nine months old. And I was up through the night, like every three hours I was up with her. I wasn't sleeping. So during the day it was like survival mode. And so I know a lot of people listening will probably be in like survival mode. They're quarantined. They've got their children. Um, the public school is sent homework. You know, it's like, how do I manage? It's not just like a time management thing. Yeah. But I recognize for me, I had to recognize that I don't have to compartmentalize everything. And I don't have to say, this is my quiet time with the Lord. Obviously, it need to be in the word of God, but it might come in an audio format. Like it might be a podcast. It might be the Bible on like playing through my phone. It might be like me putting the worship music on and praying in tongues while I'm vacuuming really loudly to drive my kids nuts. Like it might be something like that. Um, It doesn't always have to look like what you think, like with your journal and your pen and you're just like solitude because as a mother, you don't always, you don't always get that time. So for, for me, for practical, um, it comes in throughout the day. Now there are times where I'm like, I just need to be alone. I'm studying. This is what I need to do. And you need to be respectful of that. So it depends on your age, like how old your kids yeah. are. They can go off and you can make time, you know, for yourself. And then like with the baby, you know, somebody else has to watch the baby. So, or nap time is my like quiet time. So it's the middle of the day for some people they're you know, they got to stay up at night. 
to read the word and pray. Some people do it in the morning. It's whatever works um, best for you. But um, I want to say to the ones listening, like we know it's not an ex- it's not an excuse. We know that your everybody has the same amount of time, but not everybody has like the same factors playing. Like a single person, or you're married with no kids. It's not the same as like having three kids in your face nonstop, and you're like, yeah. oh, God, I need the Holy Spirit today. Yeah. Yeah. Keep safe, girl. So yeah. it's um, yeah. So hopefully that encourages someone to know like it doesn't have to be sitting down with your journal and pen and your highlighter and opening your Bible. Not every day looks like that. So yeah. sometimes got to get it in audio format. Pray in tongues. I believe in the power of prayer, and I believe staying in the Spirit and that way. I love that. I love the way that you just communicated what you just said, because I don't have kids. And so there's a lack of understanding. I cannot relate in in Mm -hmm. any capacity to what a mother can. And a lot of people that I am, um, a lot of people who listen to this are young mothers. Um, And so I think, or, you know, you want to be a mother one day, most Mm -hmm. likely, you know, I mean, a majority of women do, but yeah, I would say, what I love too is I think um, for mothers, mm-hmm. I would say yes and amen, of course. Like I absolutely love and I think you said, part of me is like, did we say this before we started the recording or did we say this during the recording? How you were like God throughout the day, like you're aware of his yeah. presence throughout the day, like literally just being like, where are you right now? while my child is screaming in my face. And maybe that's not the thought you're having, or maybe that's the first thought you're having, like, God, okay, where are you right now? This is Mariah Carey scream number 28. Oh, God, then you pray in tongues real loud and walk away, girl. (laughs) That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yes. You're like, there ain't enough quarantine snacks to handle this, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, but for real, I mean, yeah, everybody has different circumstances and different people pulling on them and you know, different people that they're providing for, but it's just, I mean, women, you hear this message all the time to make time for yourself, to do the me time, the self-care thing. This is, this is your spirit. So this is, you know, your spirit, soul, and body, this is going to manifest from the inside out. And so if you're taking care of your spirit, if you're fed on the word of God every day, if you're praying, uh, you're going to be full. You're going to be able to provide for other people in a way that you wouldn't. Like if mom's grumpy, we know she needs to go pray like for real. So, um, that. yeah, that's so good. I just, I, I just love the release for women listening in. Like you're okay. Yeah. You lost your mind. First of all. Okay. <laughs> there is a the mind of Christ. <laughs> yes. You do have the mind of Christ and he didn't lose that. Okay. <laughs> It might feel like it. Like, no, it's for real though, because I have gotten a lot of messages over the years of like, how do you, how are you doing it all? And I'm like, first of all, nobody ever said I was doing it all. And I am, I will not pretend. I will not be fake. I've seen enough fake first ladies in my day to Mm -hmm. know, like, no, I'm not going to act like, like everything is perfect and I have it all together and I'm managing every single thing. Like my house is not clean right now. There's toys everywhere. There is a mess. I'm sure like the dishes need to be done, but you know what? There's grace for it. And so yeah. when people message me and they say, you know, I have a new baby and I don't know what to do and you know, all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? If there's grace for you and take the pressure off 
of feeling like it has to look a certain way and have a relationship with Jesus. If it's about a personal relationship, then I can't tell you how to have it anyways, because it's between you and him and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. And learn your communication style with the, with the Lord. Because like for me, um, I used to dream a lot and I get lots of dreams and, and I like, even in one of the teachings that I do on dreams, I'm like, Oh, mothers, like you need to know this because you're busy during the day. So you might be going to bed going, okay, Lord, now's the time. Like, speak to me now. I'm going to sleep. You better speak to me. So I would do like a lot of dreams and directives on things. And Charlie would come and talk to me about ministry. And we're going to take the ministry with where we're going to go. Be like, no, I had this dream. Or yes, I I feel good about that or whatever. So, um, I mean, that's another practical thing. Um, To have a dream communication with the Lord, just ask him and you just invite him into your space and and go to sleep expecting to hear from the Lord. And I, you wake up with a dream. I love that. You know what? I just want to also have full disclosure to make anybody who's just out there in quarantine without kids. Maybe you're married, maybe you're not. Um, my house is not clean. You would think I had three children. No, (laughs) my husband doesn't have a job right now. He does not have a job. He doesn't have a job right now. And I've been working um, still from home. And the other day I walked in and he was putting all of the laundry up. He's been doing like, and he's been helping a lot because he's seeing like, Hey, I've just been like, Hey, I I need help right now. And we don't have kids. And there was a moment where I was like, I looked at my husband and I was like, it's quarantine, which my life hasn't changed a whole lot in it. Honestly, I'm half introverted, half outgoing. So I actually really, really love quarantine. I love being alone. Like I really do. Um, I know it's not easy for everybody and don't get me wrong. I miss seeing my friends, but I mean, thank you Lord for media. Um, right. and I know it's passing over. <laughs> There's an end to this, but I will say, even for me, I've had to take the pressure off of having it all figured out. Right. Um, and even, even I was hard on myself a little bit, not like shame filled, but a little hard. Like, how am I going to spend time with the Lord? What am I filling my time with? What am I wanting to numb out to? And I just had to be real with myself. Like, I don't want to numb out to a TV series. This is for me that may actually be a way somebody communes with God in a season. Like you don't get to watch TV, but you get to now. Like, so hear me out. I love what Bryn was saying. I say that to say my life and Bryn's life, your life, anybody's life, you're all going to look different when you're being led by the spirit of God, because we're all so unique and different. And he Mm -hmm. has a different relationship with each one of us because we're so unique. Okay. I love this. I, this is so needy to me. Like I love um, I hope that this is blessing everybody as much as it is me, because even for me, not having kids, like when I was a children's pastor, I had a really hard time with parents who were irritated with their kids and not spending time with God. And I, I really did like, not like in a mean way, but they were like, I just don't have time to spend with God. And to me, I'm like, I didn't know how to respond. Cause I'm like, well, surely there's a way you can spend time with God. You know, and I was really young. It was my yeah. early twenties. Um, so all that to say, I love what you just shared. I feel like I just learned a lot be- yeah. before I'm a mother. And yeah. I think a lot of mothers were blessed by that and singles. Cause it, I think that would correlate to you too. Don't be lazy and not, we right. have to be diligent to fill our lives with the spirit and right. you know, like be aware of him. But I love the, but don't try to be like, don't try to be like everybody else that's being loud about it. Cause they may also not actually be doing what they're Thing they're doing right yeah well yeah there's that too yeah you have to look at your own yeah you have to look at your own your own life your own walk your own relationship and really grow from that and and like stop 
I had to stop compartmentalizing. So, you know, keeping my spiritual life over here mm-hmm. and my natural life and realizing that you're, you know, one, you know, with the father. Um, I'm saying this to compliment you. And I actually mean what I'm saying. I'm sure okay. people realize that by now. Yeah. Um, you know, when Patricia King will be interviewing somebody and she'll gently correct them, like, actually, oh, but blah, 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 blah. And she'll speak into it with such love. I feel like you just did that with me, like for mamas. No, you yeah. did. I, you may not even recognize it or maybe you did because oh. I, I really did. Even when we started this podcast to now, like I, I have a different perspective on mamas. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's really, not that I was hard or judgmental or critical. It was just more like, but surely there's a way, but oh, just the hardest thing you ever do. <laughs> well, I'm not there yet. So I don't know. You know, like, yeah, and I have empathy, but it's easier to have empathy when you can semi relate. Right, right. No, no, I got it. And it's not to say to the single people, oh, you've got it so easy. You've got all this free time. It's like, no, everybody deals with things differently. And fathers, I mean, you deal with a lot too. So I'm not just trying to say, you know, mothers or whatever, but I can speak to that knowing I wanted my relationship with the Lord to look a certain way. And I wanted my life and ministry to look a certain way. But then as it unravels, you have to be flexible and go, oh, okay. So I don't get three hours to like, just pray and read my Bible and just whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I own three businesses, side note. And then I want you to pray for everybody. I own three businesses. So my husband doesn't have a job right now, but he is always every single day. There might be three days where he didn't in the year. And it's almost, it's been a little over a year and a half that we've been married. Hmm. He goes and spends time with the Lord. He's super Hmm. introverted. And I love it because if he doesn't have that, literally, I think there's three times where he did it. And I was like, I love you more when you're out, when you come out of that room. Exactly. <laughs> Not before. No, I'm just kidding. But he needs to go back to Jesus. He so you're like, ah. um, so he, he'll like the way he spends time with God is different than me too. And I want to encourage people with this in that when I, when you get married, you, you cannot hide what you're doing. Right. And, and I love that. Um, I do. So for him, I'm thinking about stories, girl, I can tell you. I'm like, we'll have to do another one on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I, what I'll say is I own three businesses Mm -hmm. and I get to do prophetic art and pray for people and connect, but I'm so aware of God throughout the day. And there is scripture in my heart. And I make sure, you know, I may not, I may have gone, you know, let's say I go a day without reading the word, but I'm meditating on the word randomly throughout the day because I have been eating it. You know what I mean? Because it's written on your heart. Yeah. Yes. So for me, it looks different. Whereas like, we've had a conversation before where he's like, have you spent time with the Lord? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how? And for me, I'm like, well, when I was painting, I was praying for this person. I really felt this. Mm -hmm. And then I was communing with him here. And it's like, oh, what he does and what I do looks totally different for him. It is like sitting down, reading the word in silence and meditating on the word and then playing his guitar. And for yeah. me, it's, it's not that in this season, you know, Right. and it changes. So all I have to say, I just want to free people up because this is a good time to just know what it looks like for you. And you can only know that by like Brent said, being led by the spirit of God. Yeah. I know. And like you just said in this season, like knowing what season you're actually yeah. in for yourself and you're the only one that could know that. And then marriage is another topic. For it another is. Day. That would be fun. That would be fun to do another one about that. Yeah. Okay. Will you pray? So for people, yeah. you know, little, uh, little diddle daddle of a prayer. I'm just kidding. I was going to say my diddle daddle, Lord Jesus. Yeah. No, I'm I, receive this diddle. 
Um, or if you yeah. have words or whatever, you just, you know, yeah, let's release try. yourself. <laughs> I'll release everyone listening right now in the name of Jesus from the spirit <laughs> here. But no, Father, we just thank you right now for everybody that has listened and taken their time. We'd honor them um, for tuning into this uh, podcast today. And Father, I just ask that even now as they've listened, that the seeds of peace have been planted in their hearts, Father. And I ask that they would continue to grow and we just bind the spirit of fear, anxiety, and worry off of all the listeners now and we just release them into your supernatural peace we know that you're gonna lead them and guide them into truth and we know that your peace passes all of our understanding so we just thank you that even now as they're listening um whatever situation that they're in whatever circumstances that they're in um, father we just ask that that you would meet them right where they are and, and you would show yourself strong to them. You'd reveal your love and your peace and that you are the Prince of Peace and that they would come to know that um, even today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Woo. Thank you so much. Okay, how can people find you, follow you, get a hold of you? Oh, girl, they can find me everywhere. No, they can, you can find out more about our ministry, obviously, destinyencounters.com. Um, that is predominantly Charlie. So if you want to find out more about me, uh, go to Facebook or Instagram. It's Bryn Champ. Um, and I blog over at diaryofapreacherswife.com. So that. there's some recent articles there, um, but I've had that since 2012. So if you want to go back, there's a story about how I met my husband. There's all kinds of uh, different categories and things and you can get to know me there. I love it. I love you so much. You're you have such a deep well of love and wisdom in the way you communicate and thank you so much for what you brought to the table for all of us today. I feel so loved and I feel oh. like I learned a lot today. Well it was an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So for you guys who are tuning in, if you find value in this podcast, please go subscribe, rate, share with your auntie, share with your grandma, help her figure that out, share with your cousin, whatever that may be, whatever you feel led to do, go on and do it so we can grow to set up our family, family, family. Lord, everybody extend your hand to Jamalyn. <laughs> But seriously, yes. So you guys, we love you. We know this is an, a unique time that we're all in together. And I love what Brent said. We're all on the same page right now. Mm -hmm. And if you need prayer, reach out to somebody, message me. I, when you ask me to pray for you, I legit pray for you. I think that's a huge standard that we don't, we don't just brush it off and say, I'll pray for you. But I literally will pray for you when I read it. And I'm, I'm here for you. Reach out to your friends. Awesome for prayer. And don't forget to reach out to other people and ask them how you can pray for them during this time so we can continue to encourage one another to be set apart in a unique time that we will always remember in the name of Jesus. Go and be blessed.